This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as the AccessMedia.nz app. Kia ora, I'm Hugh, and you're listening to my quasi-weekly podcast, Hugh's Featured Tracks. This is a look back at the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on the Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata o Manawatu. Without further ado, let's hear the first of those tracks. I reckon... uh a mark, if not the mark, of a great band, or at least a band that contains seeds of greatness, is that they contain multitudes, that they can do lots of different things. Because, um, you know, being really good at one thing is great, but why stop at one? You could be good at lots of things. And if you're an artist, that means that you can show people things from different angles. You can have different moods, different vibes, all of that stuff. Every extra thing that you can do is always kind of a new layer of effectiveness. So um, I featured Soft Plastics's previous single, which was called Day Job, and oddly enough about having and resenting having a day job, um, back when it came out on the new tracks compilation. And I liked it. It it was um, cleverer than it needed to be by a long shot. Uh, it had a neat music video, uh, a neat concept, some pretty sharp lyricism. But, and this is not a but to say, like, uh, this is a bad thing necessarily, but um, just that it is a definite type of thing. It was definitely like a deliberately confrontational, deliberately somewhat lo-fi indie rock stomp smash thing. Um, there was a lot of layers of, of scronk in between you and the vocals, uh, no matter how clever the vocals were. The track that I'm going to play you today um, still has a little bit of kind of obscurantism to it. They're, they're definitely keeping you at a certain remove. Um, this is not shiny clean pop by any stretch of the imagination, but they they refer to it on the Bandcamp page as a sad girl bop. And I think that's that's, you know, more insightful than you might think uh, at first glance. You know, it is definitely still uh, indie pop with like a kind of dance rhythmic focus, but but it's much more um, straightforwardly heartfelt and it's much more um, kind of pensive in mood. There's a lot more uh, space for you to kind of chill with it without it being right up in your face and yelling at you. Um, so... Here you go. This is Soft Plastics. Uh, You can get all of their releases so far, including a live at RNZ session from August last year from their Bandcamp page, which is softplasticsband.bandcamp.com. The single is called Easy to Forget, and here it is now.
It is December, so Christmas music has emerged like a bear from hibernation blinking in the sunlight. Um, And we are playing it here on NPR as, you know, as is everyone everywhere. Now, I am the person who picks the music that plays on NPR. That's how you get this featured music spot here that you're listening to. And I have two guiding principles uh, if you're not familiar with how this works when it comes to picking Christmas music in particular. So the first one is I try and pick stuff that's a little bit different. Um, I've got nothing against traditional Christmas Christmas music, particularly traditional traditional Christmas music. I quite like you know old songs like Good King Wenceslas. Um, I I really like that odd subgenre of uh, Christmas music where the scale is far spookier than you would expect for a, a festive holiday. You know, songs like We Three Kings and um, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, both of which are written in these kind of dark, spooky um, scales that I find very interesting. But I do try and find versions of songs that are in some way, you know, unique or classic enough to to uh, stand the test of time. Um, and I try not to just pick the same, you know, 40 odd songs uh, done by the new pop star du jour over and over and over again. You know, if I'm going to get some new person's Christmas album, it's a bonus if like Sia, as an example, it's got original music on it rather than just covers of uh, you know the same 10 to 20 songs done again but by a different person this time uh the other thing that i have as a guiding principle is a no snow policy we are in the southern hemisphere we celebrate christmas in midsummer i personally think it's a bad idea and what we ought to do is break with the Northern Hemisphere and uh, New Zealand Christmas celebrators should do it in midwinter because that is the correct time to eat all of the food at once. Um, however, I'm not the person in charge of that. If you uh, feel like you know, mounting a campaign to convince the government and all of the Christian denominations that Christmas should be shifted to midwinter. Um, for those of us in the Southern Hemisphere, then, you know, I will get on board, but I don't know how much chance we have of making that happen. In accordance with the first principle, though, I, uh, I really like when I find someone who manages to get something that's kind of trite and transform it through sheer attitude. And that is like doubly or even triply true for Christmas music because, you know, the Christmas novelty single is a great reserve of schmaltz and syrup and other undesirable qualities. Uh, So it is my very great pleasure to present to you from her 2019 EP. Um, This is uh, Lucy Dacus and... If you're not familiar with it, the 2019 EP was a collection of singles that she released over the course of the year, which marked significant dates. I don't want to say like festivals, because some of them are, um, there was a Valentine's Day one, there was a Mother's Day one, an Independence Day one, because of course she's an American artist. But also, you know, Halloween got something that she considered a spooky single, um, and she honoured Bruce Springsteen birthday by recording Dancing in the Dark. She also 
did a Christmas single. She covered Wham's Last Christmas. Probably not like my least favourite Christmas song, but certainly up there as that goes. And tellingly, she says... I don't really like Christmas uh, in the press release that accompanied to this. Um, she says, in the studio, you listened to the original of Last Christmas, didn't talk about an arrangement and just told everyone to play it angry. This, and then what you're going to hear is pretty much what happened in the first take. Um, given that it's a jilted love song, I think anger is, you know, perhaps a better emotion than the kind of I don't even know what you'd call it that Wham put on the original version. Incidentally, if you're keeping track, I have lost Whamageddon already this year before December even started, courtesy of uh, my local New World. However, however, as an antidote, here is Lucy Dacus, um, just an endless font of excellence at the moment. Everything that she touches is something that I think is deeply rad. Uh, Here she is with her take on Wham's Last Christmas. talked a fair bit about how neat I think it is um, that we're seeing 
this vastly increased uh, embrace of Te Reo Māori in pop music. Uh, there are, you know, projects like the Waiata Anthems project and and moments when, you know, artists like Lord uh, decide to do things like her um, Ao Marama, which was uh, kind of a, a mini album or an EP composed of uh, tracks from her album Solar Power, but translated into Te Reo Māori. Um, but, but there is an argument that gets made when these things happen that, you know, the there's an element of tokenism when you have artists who otherwise don't make a lot of use of Te Reo Māori um, kind of jumping on the bandwagon for a particular like month or awareness week or something and that that, that sort of cheapens things somehow. I don't know that I buy that argument but I will say that as neat as all of that stuff is, it's even cooler when you come across someone um, who – is um, from Te Ao Māori and either started from a position of being fluent or has gone on uh, a journey to to get fluency and is now bringing that Te Reo Māori into their uh, into their music and that's what you're going to hear uh, right now. Today's featured track comes from a guy called Swizzle Jaeger. Um, Swizzle Jaeger is. Uh, He's got a, a really flash um, cover page on his Facebook page, uh, which is – I've forgotten the guy's name. Is it Eddie? Um, you know, the zombie mascot from the band uh, Megadeth with uh, Tamoko. Uh, it's pretty classy. Um He's a guy who has a background in uh, new metal and hardcore, um, always on the MCing side, I think, you know, always with the focus on uh, on rapping more than on singing. Uh, but he's since kind of transitioned pretty much fully into hip hop. And he's also been on a journey to kind of rediscover and embrace his Māori side. Um if you look him up on uh, New Zealand Musician, you'll see a very baby-faced photo of him with a with a beard. But if you find his Facebook page, he's actually got a, a full moko these days, and uh, that is you know that is a thing to go through. He's got a track on the New Tracks compilation uh, for November, I believe, which is called Nanny Pia, uh, which he describes as just being a song for, you know, anyone who who misses Fano who've who've gone. The rap itself is, you know, it's a pretty chill beat. There are kids in the background. Um, it's a very kind of warm and embracing vibe. And part of that is his uh, really, you know, it relaxed, but also effortless flow into Real Māori. Um, and it's, it's cool. Uh, if you would like to get your own, I uh, imagine he is on all of the streaming platforms. Uh, you know, go look for Swizzle Jaeger, you'll find him. Uh, there's no video on YouTube, but there's a, you know, still image of album art with the song, if you prefer to listen that way. Right now, here is the song. This is Swizzle Jaeger with Nanny Pia. Hey. 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 Uh. 
kite anga mea pai a koe Tua tai ko te ahi kai pupu ana Ko te mana wae hotu hotu ana Ka tangi ana taku ngā kau i te ao i te po Ko au te tangi weto Engari kei a hau ngā mahara hari koa He piki rākau re mona to mene a tāua He pūrei me o niho more Te reko o ngā pititi i rote i te whiriti Me te wakwa kara ngā taku e ngoa he mea pai ki nō rā nei ori te tō reo Ka pō, ka pō, ka awa tea I ngā wā o te pō ko tō mataka ki tea Kei te pārara au i tō aroha I ngā he o te ao ko tō reo Ka rangona ko tōku reo ka whakaokia Ki te taiwhanga me te wawata E rapu ana au i te aratika Tōhua mai au ki te arapai i te ao kiko I tua atu ka pai ko tō manawa Ko tōku manawa whakaronga mai ki au Aha kua kua rō te wāne Anei taku tangi ki a koe Kaore he kupu, hei whakatu I tō mana, i te mato o te whenua Mō te haupori, mō te tangata whenua Takatū, te kwini o maketū I already mentioned that uh, I like to find Christmas music that's a little outside the usual. This is very, very pop. It's, you know, as mainstream as it gets. And it embodies a lot of things I'm not an enormous fan of, you know, uh, modern high production country music being one of them. However, however, it is uh, Christmas music from a New Zealand artist, albeit a cover of a Taylor Swift song. Um the track is performed by Kaylee Bell. She's a country pop artist originally from Waimati, which is a heck of a place to be from. It's this tiny little town, um, I think, just before you get to Christchurch heading north from Dunedin, if, my, if I remember my South Island geography correctly, which I may not. It's been a long time since I did that particular route. Um, she came to prominence, uh, though not, uh, strictly speaking, as a New Zealander, but um, as a contestant uh, on The Voice Australia. Uh, so, you know, the uh, the uh, grand tradition of Kiwis going across the ditch and uh, becoming more famous over there. Um, 
She has, however, got this song on the new tracks compilation. It is, as I say, a Taylor Swift cover, and so, but, you know, I'll allow it. It is the damn season, as Taylor Swift herself said. So here you go. This is uh, Kaylee Bell with a song, which I believe draws from Taylor Swift's actual real-life experience. I think she actually did live on a Christmas tree farm um, as a kid before she became a uh, world-famous pop singer. But the song is called Christmas Tree Farm. Is a Christmas tree farm where the people come to dance under sparkling lights bundled up in their middens and coats in the cider with flow. And I just want to be there tonight. Sweet dreams of holly and ribbon, mistakes are forgiven.
We got the very sad news uh, earlier this week that Hamish Kilgour, um, the drummer of seminal Dunedin band The Clean, had been found dead in Christchurch after having been declared missing uh, about kind of a week or so uh, prior to that. Um, There's been a a kind of a mass outpouring um, from kind of indie music types all all over New Zealand um, because Hamish Kilgour was a guy who had a lot of contact with People across a lot of different uh, musical genres, he was kind of relentlessly musically curious and he worked with just an enormous number of people. So lots of people have memories of working with him in various capacities um, and having various kinds of encounters with him. Um, And he seems to have been pretty universally beloved. Uh, I didn't really have any contact with him, but I'm going to tell the story of the very kind of minor contact I did have because I do think it sort of speaks to his generosity of spirit. Uh, many years ago, I used to work for the equivalent radio station to this one, um, but in Dunedin. And as part of some event or other that we were doing, um, I was working with the rest of the staff on a cover of the clean song, Anything Could Happen. Um, and we had a really hard time tracking down the words. So my boss got in touch with uh, with Hamish and he very kindly said, look, um, you know, we were kind of out of our heads when I wrote when we wrote this. So my memory is not as clear as it might be on exactly what was on. But here you go, and uh, sure enough, we got something which approximates what you can hear on the recording. I'm going to play the recording in memoriam um, at the end of this little spiel, and you'll hear that the lyrics are not necessarily the easiest thing to make out. But you know. I thought that was a very generous thing to do since, you know, we didn't really, he didn't really have any reason to indulge a request like that. Um, We had no particular connection to him. He just thought he'd help out because it sounded like a cool thing we were trying to do. Anyway, uh, if you want kind of more detailed and more interesting takes, uh, the internet abounds with them. I would, uh, I think Holly Fulbrook um, of Tiny Ruins' take is very interesting. Russell Brown, um, who's written for, you know, just a huge number of places, uh, I think knew Hamish quite well and has written some nice recollections and there's quite a good uh, kind of profile of him on audio culture as well. Right now, though, here is The Clean with Anything Could Happen.
You've been listening to Hughes Featured Tracks, a quasi-weekly podcast put together from the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata, or Manawatu. If you'd like to listen to the backlog of episodes for this podcast, you can find them along with all of our other locally made shows at our website, www.npr.nz. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.